Hey, what's up, guys? It's me, John. Welcome to the Who's Your Daddy-O podcast. We are so excited for you to be here for our first episode. Can't believe we're finally doing this, so I want to give you guys a quick rundown of what we're going to be doing here on the pod. We're going to be interviewing dads, talking about business, life, and fatherhood, hopefully going to break down some of the walls and have some really dope conversations along the way. We have our first episode for you today with our guy, D. Murthy. I first came across D by listening to Short Story Long, then I followed him on Instagram and found out he was a dad. I decided to reach out and we became friends. Adam and I went down to LA, spent the day with him, talking about 5-4, daddy-o, and fatherhood. So when we were thinking about dropping this pod, I knew we had to get D on for an episode. Thankfully, he was down to join us for a conversation. D has such a cool story and has a dope take on life and fatherhood. He's the CEO of 5-4 and has two great podcasts, Group Chat and Detour. I want to put some links below so you guys can check those out. We had a really great conversation, so I hope you guys enjoy. If you like what you hear, please screenshot, share with friends. We really want to grow this podcast and have some fun. So here we go. Hi, right, D. Thanks for being on the pod, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. You were an inspiration for the pod, so thank you. Wow, I like that. Even uh, better. Yeah. So I want to start, man, just like getting a little insight for our listeners on like what your childhood was like. Uh, I would say our childhood was uh, very much your traditional suburban childhood. Played sports, went to school, had a bunch of friends. Um, my parents were immigrants, so a lot of focus on like education and hard work and discipline and things like that. But I always felt it was super normal. Like, you know, went to school, you know, went Taco Bell, <laughs> you know, got into some trouble once in a while and really was just super driven at a very young age to just go out and do stuff. Yeah. And my parents you know, obviously created an incredible environment for that. And so, like, re your relationship with your parents was, I assume, just super supportive and, like, made sure that you had that respect factor and everything, too? Yeah, they were, um, as long as education was priority number one, they were supportive of all the rest. Okay. Uh, you know, I had my moments with school where I excelled and sometimes I didn't. Uh, ultimately, I ended up doing fine in school, went to USC for college, and you know, I had a, had a kind of great experience in childhood. I think for my parents, being immigrants, they are uh, kind of came into a mindset of like, we have to get, provide our kids with the best um, chance of succeeding in life, and whatever sure. that looked like. Yeah. With uh, what do you think that shaped your like next step? Like after or out of high school into college, were you able to like take those lessons and just rock or did you have that feeling of like, I can finally do whatever I want? Yeah. I mean, I think what, what, as soon as I got to college, I realized the world is a much bigger place Yeah, and that there's so much I could be doing and education while great cannot be my only focus now. And that's when I really kind of fostered like my entrepreneurial spirit where I started, started my first business within like three weeks of going to college because I was like, oh my God, I'm taking advantage of this. Yeah. I'm like living on my own, allowing, I can do whatever I want. Is that when 5-4 started? That was actually another business I started while I was in college in the internet business, which in 1998, my freshman year of college was like so early. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to raise money. I had employees. And this was within three months of starting college. So, so you're 18, 19 years old? I was 18. Yeah. And so I really realized at that point that was going to be my life, okay. being an entrepreneur. And I think I had been, I had been 
disciplined in school enough up until that point where I felt confident I kind of knew what I was doing. Yeah. Well, that's just the blind naiveness of an 18-year-old, but it gave me the confidence to go go for things. For sure. And then so when 5-4 started, this next journey, because like someone from the outside, whenever I come to LA, I always look like, man, this place is just... There's so much dope shit everywhere. Like everyone's doing something dope. Yeah. Um, and your career and what you do now, I think, is still so attractive to so many people because, mm-hmm. I mean, you get to be in this city, you get to work with so many great people, have so many great experiences. Like the process of being a young person into like that, like how was that journey for you? Yeah, I, I don't think I knew what living in L.A. meant mm-hmm. when I was younger. I just lived in L.A. and I didn't know how big the city was and I didn't know all the amazing things other people were doing because it was so early internet, you just didn't know. So when you don't know, you think whatever you're doing is the coolest and most special thing. Right. I wasn't intimidated by the world because I didn't know the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know what else was out there and so I think that kind of helped. I just started my business and thought I could be the greatest thing ever. Okay. And yeah. I think lack of information actually helped me there. That's good. Because I remember when I was growing up, I thought my city, I grew up Vacaville, which you probably never heard of. It's yeah. a small town in Northern California. It's like, that was it. And then I woke up to like, oh, there's a world out there. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Yeah. And then, so how your journey to become a dad, like when when that happened, were you prepared for that moment? Or was it like, a, oh shit, I need to change everything? Or like, how did you get into that that process i think i was ready i think i knew what it meant for our life and i was i was excited for it so i had uh my son when i was 30 almost 37 um i think i had i was on the wind down portion of like my single life i got married uh and I was looking forward to a proper family life mm-hmm. and adult life. I knew that my social life would not completely go away. I kind of, I was very prepared and excited for it. I was ready for that change. Right. That this is my next phase of life. I'm pretty patient and deliberate in the way I think about life, where it's like, I knew when I was 16. And I was, you know, I was kind of a nerdy, chubby kid, didn't get girls, you know. I was like, oh, I'll just be patient. I'm going to go to college. I'm probably going to be successful. Yeah. And those things will change. <laughs> and I'll have a nice car and I'll have girls and I'll have all those things. And it happened. It just yeah. took time. And so, you know, I was very much aware that I wanted to be married. I wanted to start a family. But I'm also aware when those things, it's like, what part of life do you do those things? Uh, if my parents obviously wanted us to get married much younger, have children younger, but it wasn't right for me. Like, for sure. I didn't feel it. And so when it was time to have a child, as soon as we got married, I told my wife, like, I want to have a kid right now. That's like, great. I'm ready. Yeah. Like, I'm mentally, physically ready to start this journey. And just from, like, my knowledge of your backstory of things that, like, we've you've shared with, like, the pod and everything, like, you guys have had such a cool, so many cool experiences yeah. that being able to be like, all right, I'm ready. Yeah. is something that I think is very important for dads or parents in general. Yeah. I think the, the, I always tell people like, if you still have 
uh, FOMO or this urge to explore the world and do all those things, then maybe you're not ready to be a father. Yeah, sure, if, it, if a child comes along, you'll step up to the plate and you'll get it done. But mine was so different where I was like, told my wife, I'm like, I have no interest you know, in doing all the things we did. Like, I'm over it. Like, I want to do this. Like, this is more fun. This sounds like more fun to me. Yeah. It sounds like it'll be more rewarding. And like, I have no interest in traveling the world anymore. And like, unless it's for work and I have to, like, I just was at a very different mindset. I was like, I want to coach a football team or whatever, a basketball team, or, you know, I want to go to the park and I want to just do those types of things, like yeah. family activities. And so when I had the child and I had to go to sleep at nine o'clock because I wanted to be well rested, I was like, okay, cool. That's this phase of my life. Because I have, I have uh, different points of references where like my uh, in-laws who are in their late 60s and uh, have uh, two children, obviously my wife being one of them, they're living the exact life that my wife and I lived two years ago, three years, pre, pre-child. They're doing it again in their 60s. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we're going to do this again. Yeah. It's all going to come full circle. It'd just be 30 years from now. <laughs> and But I'm okay with that. Yeah, you might I'm not a, be moving as fast, but... Yeah, I'm just rock. like, I'm just... I'm a very patient person, and it's a long life. I want to do it all. Yeah. I think that's cool, man, because, like, I know there's moments, like, my wife and I will have a longing for, like, oh, man, I wish we could do this sometimes. But then it hits you real quick because you look at – I we look at our son. I'm like, man, like, I don't want to be up past 930. Yeah. Like, I went to a boys' trip, like, some homies of mine from college, and we are out to, like, 2, 3 a.m., and I was like, dude, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just – you know, even last night, I my friend threw a party and started at 8. I think I left at 10.15. I got my little fun in. Yeah. And it was enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I woke up still hungover. Yeah. But it was like, all right, I got I got to experience it. I don't need to experience things like the way I did. My life's different now. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally content with it. I'm very happy about it. And it's just the time with him. The quality time with him is more precious to me. For sure. Now, being prepared and being ready for this journey, what was, like, Has you have you had a time where you're like, oh, shit, like, I, I'm not prepared? You know, like, that feeling of, like, I don't know what to do or, like, any of those kind of moments? Honestly, no. Uh, there's obviously things I didn't know how to do. I didn't know how to change a diaper. I didn't yeah. know how to, you know, care for another human being like that. But it was just... I think that natural instinct comes into play as soon as your child is born. And I think I, uh, my wife was extremely prepared. So she was a great leader to help get me in line pretty quickly. And what I realized pretty quickly is if I just do whatever she tells me to do, <laughs> it is a lot easier life. For sure. So especially when it comes to our son, he has a very strict schedule. I follow it to a T. Mm-hmm. I never fuck around. Like, it is always like that. That's the same, man. I feel like my wife does know, like, the best things. Yeah. She's just better at it than I am. Yeah, exactly. And so there's there's things that, like, it goes back to patience. This is not the phase of life where I think I can be the most impactful or helpful. I can just support my wife and do kind of what she wants so that, because she's read, she has the experience, she knows how to actually do this part. Mm-hmm. So I'm just following her lead and just doing what uh, 
she naturally feels is right, and it's been effective. There'll be a time, since he is a boy, where we, you know, we'll play sports together, or, you know, being the man in his life, I'll have that opportunity to have a bigger impact on his life. But right now, I feel like this is time for the mom to really lead, yeah. lead, the, lead, the, lead the way. I'm not, there's a motherly instinct that a father just doesn't have. Yeah. It's just, it's just you have to face the reality of that. No, I think I agree with that 100%, man. There's definitely, like, Dom's just turned two, right? Yeah. Okay, so our son, he's two and a half. And, like, now I feel like there's more lessons I can be kind of yeah. there for, you know, and, like, help him with. But um, as someone who you have a – you do a lot of shit, mm-hmm. right? And I know your last podcast about being busy and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I think for, like, what I would love to hear is how do you manage, like, your fatherhood with everything else that you have on your plate, man? It's, it's really mm-hmm. challenging, but I think being disciplined on schedule has been really effective. So – I leave every single morning for work at 8.45 in the morning. So when he wakes up, he normally wakes up around 7. So from 7 to 8.45, I spend time with him every day. I get home around 6.30. He usually goes to sleep around 7, 7-ish. So there's like a 30-minute window for me to spend time with him. And then the weekends is where I really get to spend a lot of time with him. So Saturday mornings, we do our run club. I bring him with me. We run. I feed him lunch. He takes his nap. And then the afternoon, we'll all hang out as a family. And Sunday's usually family day as well. But that's my time I get to spend with him. And I can't spend more right now, but I don't want to spend less. Mm-hmm. So... It is what it is. It's like that's what's realistic and based on my work schedule today. And I would love for it to be more, but it's just how life is. And I look at like my father who worked an hour each way from traffic with traffic. He wasn't able to even do that. You know, he wasn't. We just saw him at night Mm -hmm. for like an hour. Yeah. And it was like during dinner. And so I think... I'm, I learned that, like, I didn't enjoy that growing up. So now I'll have to make time to really make sure that I have that quality time with them. Because I definitely want to build uh, a strong bond and relationship with him. Like, I want to be friends with him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, too, is, like, I, I want my son to think his dad's dope, you know? Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing I would love. Yeah, and I think what the biggest difference is is, uh, you know, my mom made a comment. They're like, the way that you guys are involved with your child is so much different than our generation. Parents were just, fathers specifically, they weren't that engaged and they weren't that involved. And I think that was the social norm. Mm-hmm. So everyone just kind of played by those rules. Yeah. You know, oh, we'll have dinner together or, you know, go to a ball game or whatever it was. We're like, I go to like uh, preschool meetings and, you know, drop them. There's more dads there than there are moms some days. There's a, we were at a party the other night and a dude said that he was a stay at home dad and everyone looked at him like cross. Like, yeah. I, yeah. that stigma is still out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think in LA it's not as much because there's a lot of stay at home dads mm-hmm. in kind of our community. But like, you just see it so differently. Like, the fathers are so engaged in their children's lives, which is amazing. 
And I think that's the reason why we started this brand and we're starting this podcast is to kind of change the narrative. And I remember we were in San Francisco, we were running, talking about the podcast. Yeah. And you kind of just like break down the walls and like let everyone know that this is what we're doing, you know? Yeah. And because it's dope to be a dad and I think it's become cool in pop culture to be a dad. I think it's definitely, perception has definitely changed. And I think the cool thing about it is it's okay to be interested in what your children are interested in. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the previous generations, it's, I like sports. So if you don't like sports, we got nothing in common. Yeah. And so I'm not going to force my child into anything that I'm interested in. If he so happens to be interested in it, great. If yeah. he's interested in something completely different, I'm going to take interest in it. Like, why not? And we have it easy, though, too, as dads, because, like, my wife will be walking with our son, and no one pays her any mind. But if I'm at the grocery store with him, yeah. everybody's like, oh, my God, look. And yeah. it's like they give me all the love. And like yeah, yeah, people yeah. are like damn near taking pictures when my son are walking. Because you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, he's so cute. It was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> it's fun, man, because it's like low expectations. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, shit, there's that dude doing shit with his kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, we're walking. And, like, granted, my son's super, like, vibrant with stuff. Yeah. And, like, we get, like, people like, oh, that's cool. And, like, my wife's just pushing the stroller behind us. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, getting no love. Like, um how do you think, like, once you, uh, when you became a dad, did you look back at your parents in any way that you felt, like, shaped you as a dad or a father? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think my mother shaped us more or shaped me more. She was so engaged as a mother and so interested. I mean, you're talking about an Indian immigrant woman that took us to basketball and tennis practice, got into basketball more than I'm into basketball today. Like literally so got so engulfed in everything we were interested in, which is pretty awesome when you really think about it because she had no knowledge of basketball. Right. I mean, came from India, got married, had kids, and like got super interested. And so I think that element of, of um, parenting I definitely am excited for because of my mom. Um, on my dad's side, he was a very di he's a very disciplined person, just the way he lives his life. And I think that is important that I want something that because he has a schedule and that discipline is now going to be, you know, passed on to him because I think discipline is the reason why I've had any success. And so I think that's an important skill set that honestly separates me from a lot of different people is that I'll just keep doing something till it works. Yeah. It's like, I'm very disciplined in, 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 in things I go after. So that is, those are the two, I think, characteristics that I think from my parents they'll get passed on. And do you think like with the work ethic that you instill and the dedication you have for those parents or people who are out there who are thinking about the entrepreneurial spirit or they want to do something, but they're scared of like, I don't have time or I have a kid, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like, do you think they should just shove that shit aside and just go? Or like, what, do you, what would you give them as like a... Like, yeah, I mean, time to me is the worst excuse because if you, I mean, if you think about, you take a typical single person in their 20s or 30s, the amount of time they waste is insane. Mm -hmm. Watching TV, partying, all these useless things. Like, I used to sports bet football a lot. Mm -hmm. And when I got married, I told my wife I'd stop. I stopped. I then reduced the amount of football I watched, obviously, because I didn't have action on like 14 yeah. games in a, on a Saturday. You don't need to watch the Browns game. Yeah. Like for so, and then I realized 
I've essentially maybe watched one hour of football a week now. I used to watch football Monday night, Tuesday night college, Thursday night NFL, Thursday night college, Friday, Friday night football, Saturday all day, Sunday, Sunday night. Do you know how much time I was wasting? A lot. <laughs> a lot of time. And so I've eliminated that. I'm not sitting and watching TV. Like if I have things to do or time to be spent with my family or friends to see, I'm just, there's enough time. There's more than enough time to do all of it. You just have to cut out the bullshit. Yeah. Because most people waste a lot of time bullshitting. Now, that's the thing. I think before ours, we had our son, I think my plate's gotten heavier now because I'm trying to do more things. Yeah. But like cutting out the bullshit or mm-hmm. like being planned. Because the last thing I want to do is when I get home yeah. is take away from that time with my son. Yeah. And it's so hard because even I'll catch myself like trying to text or do something on Instagram yeah. and I say it's for work. But he's like pulling on me and it's yeah. like, you know, put your phone down and just be, you know? Yeah. I think that's a hard thing too. Is just yeah, like, you also have to make sacrifices. Like when I was training for the marathon, I woke up an hour early every day to run. Because I was like, I'm not giving up my time at work or with him to run this marathon. Yeah. So I just made more time. I went to sleep earlier, got up earlier. I just changed my life. Like, you have to be willing to make some sacrifice. You can't have it all. Yeah. What's like the thing you're most excited to share with with Dom? I think just the idea of community. Okay. Because I think it's bringing him to the run club feels so cool because... He's getting to experience, look, half the problems in the world today is that we don't understand what other people are going through. So imagine your whole life, you're around different walks of life and can understand the plight of the, the 21-year-old kid, the 40-year-old woman, the 30-year-old immigrant, whatever, all those issues. So it's like, I'm very self-aware of the world. I'm very self-aware of what I'm going through in life and how that impacts people. I'm self-aware of my actions. Being self-aware and then aware, have awareness of the people around you is, is an incredible skill set. makes you appreciate life more. And that's what he's going to get exposed to. He's in a privileged situation. He's going to go to the best damn schools. He's going to be around the most ambitious, smart, successful people families that like people would dream of so he has all that exposure Mm -hmm. but that's only one part of life yeah he's got to get exposed to all of it and i'm not gonna let him just hang out with rich kids all day yeah that's i mean being in an island which is like sacramento you know i mean like it's not lit it's not like la you know (laughs) what i'm saying like we're i feel as a dad like i want to expose my son to new things yeah i think it's important because we travel a lot and i think it's it's been nice because he's good at traveling. Yeah. But I mean, for me, the community aspect that you've created here with group chat, with run club, with everything that you guys do makes even someone who's on that Island feel a part of a community, yeah. you know, and for Dom to grow up and see that, I think that's really, really good for everybody. Yeah. Cause I think it'll also open his eyes to other opportunities, not just the ones that we all think that exist out there. There's other things in the world that we don't even know about that are incredible opportunities that he's going to get exposed to because he's going to meet some interesting people and have some interesting conversations. And it's a new world, too, because, I mean, when I started getting into fashion, 
it was like in the streetwear era where everyone was like too cool. Yeah. And it kind of still is like that, but like some more of the sense of like, we'd go to magic and yeah. our booth would be right next to the guy next, the people next to us. And we wouldn't talk to them. Yeah. Wouldn't even look at them because yeah. your weird. shit's whack. We're yeah. Better, we're in know? competition. Yeah. But like now I feel there's so much access to people, so much access to yeah. information. If you can raise your son to be embracing that. Yeah. And then I far. also want him to be exposed to everything and to think anything is possible. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Like I don't, I didn't think that way when I was younger. I didn't think I could do whatever I want. Yeah. I thought that way, thought that way like two years ago. I was like, oh shit, I could do whatever I want. And now you're famous. Yeah. And I literally <laughs> was like, I want to be famous. I want to put out music. I want to do this. I want to run a marathon. I'm like, I'm a kid in a candy store right now. And it's and the things I'm doing, by the way, has nothing to do with money. It's just because I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, he's gonna have that opportunity. You could do whatever you want. And I think it's like, like we were t- saying in the hallway, it's like for this pod, we've been thinking about this for over a year yeah. and we're just now doing it. Yeah. So it's like, I think having that instilled in, in our children yeah. that just go do it. Yeah. What's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. You fail. Yeah. Like who cares? Or like you f- learn yeah. or like, <laughs> or pops and you're, you're a billionaire from it. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I think people just overthink everything is, I mean, just watching a young person post a pic on so- social media it's painful to me. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell are you doing? Just post the freaking pic. Dude, the stuff I see in my classroom, man, it's yeah. like the kids yeah. are so into it. Yeah. But it's like, dude, who cares? Yeah. And I think that's really the, the challenge is that you start overthinking, you start doubting yourself, you lose confidence, things of that nature. And I think him being exposed to everything will be like, oh, I can do whatever I want. I see all these people doing whatever they want. Yeah. And they've accomplished amazing things. It's such a great, great thing for him. And I think it's for any of the dads listening or moms is like giving the, the kids that leg up or just that. Yeah. Advantage. And I think it's exposure. I think like my parents, we traveled a lot as children. We lived in India in the summers, like for three months. And I dreaded it at that time. But it was so important. So important. I got to see the world, experience things that most people never get to experience. And I think that exposure changed my perspective on life why i was so patient i was like oh i'm gonna be successful yeah it's gonna take time mm-hmm. i'm gonna be able to do this it's just gonna take time and i think that is it's, it's no one people are just underexposed that's why we have racism that's why we have you know all this hate in the world is because people feel like these other people are doing something to them when they don't they're going through the exact same things as them right no, I think that's especially, even if you look at just fatherhood or parenting, yeah. like everyone is going through the exact same shit, you know. Yeah. And like for for me, man, I really when I first got became a dad, right? I didn't know anything, yeah. and I learned everything from the yeah. job. And there's you can't prepare for some of the stuff that we're, we we have to deal with. What's like the the one thing that you would like looking at your journey for the last two years, right? So, what would you look at and be like? any new dad or any current dad, this is my advice for you. Like, this is what you need from my perspective. I think it's to be extremely supportive in the beginning to your significant other. That is actually the most important thing because no matter how hard you think you're working, they're working way harder. Mm-hmm. It is very tough to be a mother, a young mother, you know, a mother with a young child and especially a baby, you know, if they're breastfeeding and, you know, going through all those you have no idea what their bodies are going through. You don't know mentally what they're going through. And postpartum is real. So I think being very supportive is number one. Number two, I think, is 
really t following their lead. I don't think a dad can lead in this early stage of a child's life. Like, unless they're, for, for whatever reasons, they have to. But that motherly instinct and they've done the homework. Most dads don't do the homework. I'm sure they, most dad, you know, dads will read a book or two or talk to a friend. I didn't do anything. Yeah, I didn't do anything either. <laughs> I just, I saw my wife operate and she would ask questions. And then I was like, oh, why don't we do it this way? And then she's like, this is what happens when you don't do it this way. And I did it my way and it was not easy. And I learned that immediately that I was like, you know what? She's figured it out. I'm following her lead. And that's honestly made our life a lot easier. I just follow the rules. Yeah. If I don't follow the rules, <laughs> there's price to pay. <laughs> See, yeah, I, that's where I go wrong sometimes because I don't read directions yeah. and I don't follow rules. So like, yeah. I remember when my son was little, I would be so stressed out going by myself with him yeah. because like, I don't know, like she yeah. knows everything. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. But. Yeah. And, and that, because I had, I felt like I was well-trained. Yeah. I was like, oh, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's do everything and take him to the run club because I had, I know what to do. Mm -hmm. And so I, I give a lot of credit to my wife for that. But that to me, I think is like, don't try to figure it out. They've already figured it out. Just follow their lead. <laughs> yeah. They know what's up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, the way I like to like end this, and I think it's with the, the thing that I'm taking away really from this conversation is like the patience is really cool. And I think that's something that's really important for people who are parents or just entrepreneurs or just people in general, yeah. like be patient, shit yeah. will work out and you yeah. can figure it out as long as you're dedicated and you do it. Yeah. Um, and I think like moving forward, I think one of the last things I always like to talk about is when you're old and gray and your kids are becoming parents or they're just appreciating you, like what's the thing you want them to know or think of you as a father like i think it's about being present because i think and i'm sure the it'll change over time but the fact that if he can reflect on that i was there for all the moments i was there for you know when he needed help and when he was struggling or or something good happened i was present and that i took an interest in his life I think those are things that matter to me because he's going to become his own person. He's going to develop his own personality, his own interests, his own skills, things that have nothing to do with me. But as long as he knows that I was supportive, because I never would want to, I don't, I don't know if my dad was supportive or not supportive. I didn't, we didn't communicate well. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, previous generation thing. I also think it's an immigrant thing. Like it's a lot of reasons why. I mean, I, I ask my friends this all the time. I'm like, what kind of relationship do you have with your dad? And a lot of them, like we talk, but like, you know, there's a limit. Like yeah. there's, you, there's things we don't cross. And I think this generation will be different. So I really want him to be able to freely talk to me. That's which good. would be pretty dope. Yeah. I, my goal is like, I want my son to come home from college or whatever and be like, I can't wait to have a beer with, you know, yeah, like yeah. that, you know, just yeah. shit, shoot the shit and like, yeah, exactly. I think share your true feelings, mm -hmm. emotions, things like that. And then really have like a real relationship, you know, like the way I have my mom, mm -hmm. my relationship with my mom is like, I could tell her anything. I'm yeah. throwing up because I got wasted last night. Yeah. And she'll just be like, you're an idiot, but whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. At least I can have that conversation. I don't feel comfortable having that conversation with my father. Nice, man. Well, dude, I think we did it, man. Yeah. Well, thank you, bro. Thank you. Yeah. 
Thank you guys for listening, man. Can't believe it's done. Episode one in the bag. Hopefully you guys liked that conversation between me and D. I really had a fun time talking with him. He had a great insight. And I think one of the main things I'm taking away from it is being patient. So I'm gonna try to do that in my personal life, business life, and fatherhood. Um, if you guys did enjoy this, please support D. He does some really great stuff. So make sure you go follow him on Instagram. I'll also put the links below. Really dope podcast with group chat and detour. So yeah. Thank you guys for listening. If you do like this, also give us a screenshot, share with friends. Please give us a comment or a rating. It would help us grow the pod. So that's a wrap, guys. Thanks. See you.